0: In 1945, a young man named Siggy was liberated from a Holocaust death camp at the age of 21. He weighed 80 pounds. Of course, he was on the edge of death himself. He had seen an incredible amount of death all around him for several years leading up to the liberation at the end of World War II. But that's just the start of this great story. And I'm not going to tell you the whole story. There's actually a book about this guy's life. And there's books about so many people from that era that survived, you know, the only survivor of an entire family who not only found a way to stay alive and survive the Holocaust, you know, perhaps one of my favorite stories is Corey Tinboom. Boom. She talks, her book is titled uh, The Hiding Place. But there's so many great stories, not only did they survive in many cases, but they overcome the mental anguish of that era, and they thrived. In this case, it's a book titled Unstoppable, The Story of a Holocaust Survivor, and it's by a guy named Joshua Green. You can look it up. He's also an American uh, filmmaker as well, who spent uh, several decades working on pieces related to the Holocaust. And this particular book, again, the gentleman's name who survived and weighed 80 pounds coming out of a death camp, his name was Siggy Wilzig. And he built a billion-dollar empire until he passed at the age of 70—how uh, old was he? He's in his 70s, and he passed, of, passed away of cancer after a after battle. But the fact that he went from losing family, losing friends, the mental and physical, spiritual torment and anguish of being in a prison camp, and then went on to do something extraordinarily successful, serving others well— at scale on the heels of such an experience that's just incredible to me and it's not like that's an anomaly there's so many stories of people who have overcome so much more than you or i will ever have to even imagine overcoming and they've gone on to do great things well what is it what pulls them through you know, we hear things today that, you know, I, I find some of it trite. Some of it's useful, some of it's trite. I don't know if you're like me, but when people say just, oh, find your why, that's what motivates you, you know, that's good. I agree. Simon Sinek wrote a great book on that topic. I completely agree. But I think our why, it's it's about the same for most of us. It's, you know, hey, I, I want to live a better life for my family. You know, I want to serve people. Well, I want to do things that mean a lot to me. You know, our going to overlap quite a bit on why we do these things, but how do you keep yourself motivated once you know what it is you're going for? Because sometimes life and circumstances and business models, they can get frustrating. They can get challenging. They can get very difficult. So what are the tools and strategies that can pull you through what are the time-tested ideas? I'm going to borrow from scripture today. I'm going to borrow from our own community, some great people who have created resources and written books, and they, they do things to serve this community. As listeners of this podcast, a lot of these things are free to you, or very inexpensive. I'm not here to sell a bunch of stuff today. I'm giving you some resources to get your head right so you can be in the game and recognize the opportunity that's in front of you and motivate yourself to pursue it, even when things are hard. Mindset that's the topic of the day. So I wanted to establish first of all, no matter what your circumstances are, we could get a whole line of people, thousands of them, if we needed to millions possibly who have it worse off than you do and overcame and built something incredible. And mindset was the difference. Several lessons for us today in no particular order. Hopefully, some of these resonate with you. This is going to be one of those episodes where there's going to be a good number of resources that are available to you associated with this discussion. It's also one that I'd love to have you jump into our Facebook group. There'll be a link to that as well in the show notes at silentgym.com. Go to this episode, look at the notes. So, jump into our Facebook group and have a discussion there. If there's something I left out, you got a tip or strategy or something else that's helped you to stay motivated, to stay focused, to keep going after the prize that's out there in front of you. I think I'll start, you know, I've already started with a bit of a story. So I've reminded us all that there's people out there worse off than us that have overcame a whole lot more and built something a whole lot more significant. You know, if we're, if we're going to measure that as a way to prove that you've overcome. Now, that doesn't mean that they put the past completely behind him. I don't know, if this Siggy guy, I imagine he was haunted his entire life by the things he saw and experienced, but that didn't stop him from serving others well. That's all success in business is, by the way, serving others well. And this is a business podcast, so I'm here to help motivate and encourage and equip you to succeed in business, regardless of the circumstances you're facing. We started off by showing you someone who had done just that, facing something far worse than any of us ever will. But the next place I think I'll go is one of the most important fundamental aspects of success. Regardless of your worldview, any responsible psychologist will tell you this. Any pastor will tell you this. Anybody with common sense will recognize that optimists tend to do better than pessimists. That shouldn't be any groundbreaking information for you. You remember the the story of Winnie the Pooh and Eeyore, right? Like, you didn't have a whole lot of hopes for Eeyore's prospects in life. You know, he just kind of was moping through life, kind of down, saw the negative in everything, didn't matter what anybody said, there was a dark cloud of negativity waiting to come out of Eeyore's observation on the, on the topic, right? And he's just not the kind of guy you could take a whole lot of. And as my good friend Rabbi Lappin mentions frequently, and I'm going to reference some of the other materials from him today as well, because I've learned some very valuable biblical truths from him, but he said, you know, if you're trying to decide if you're an optimist or pessimist and you're, you're not sure and you're trying to figure out if, if you see the world through a positive lens or a negative lens, well, guess what? If you're not sure, you're absolutely positively, without a doubt, a pessimist. Because being an optimist takes a whole lot of work and you don't accidentally do the work that it takes. There's no one who's just kind of born that way. It takes a lot of work to be an optimist. But here's the secret, the tip that I have for you you can't just decide to be an optimist. You can't just decide to force yourself to approach life that way. There's a very simple strategy that you can use. And as part of his keynote address in 2019, which is available as a podcast episode here around September, 2019 or so, you can go back in time and find it. Mr. Lappin introduced to us a way to bring optimism into your attitude. And it's very formulaic in its in in your approach to this. It's basically gratitude. That means you start your day very intentionally writing down things that you're grateful for. And it could be the same things every day. It doesn't have to be new creative ways, although you should be able to come up with dozens and dozens or hundreds. One of the ways that I think I use to check my attitude from time to time is I say, okay, quick, randomly in my own head, I'm going to list out 20 things I'm grateful for. And if I struggle to do that, I'm not in a good place. Mindset wise, there should always be just off the tip of your tongue, off off the top of your head, many new creative things that you're just so incredibly grateful for. And if you can't do that, you've probably got a perspective that's self-centered focused. Maybe you're in a lot of pain. Maybe you've been through some rough stuff lately, but we're going to talk to you how to get yourself out of that how others in our community are getting themselves out of that, how to stay motivated and focused. You know, right now as I'm recording this, we are in the middle of arguably the slowest season of the year for Amazon sellers, which is the calm before the storm, before Q4 hits. And if you sell online, I don't care what the platform is, Q4 is going to be your busiest time of the year in almost all cases. But right now, it's the calm before the storm. So some people are lamenting like, oh, my numbers actually dropped last month over the previous or the last three months. I've seen a slow decline. Keep plugging away. Q4 is coming. There will be a wave of success story, testimonials and excitement as we roll into those months. We're going to have some Q4 offers as well. Again, the fourth quarter of the year, we'll have some groups to help you stay motivated, give you ideas on what products are smoking hot that you can go grab and Flip and sell. That'll get you motivated and fired up again. Q four always does it. But right now we're in the kind of the middle doldrums of summer, and sales on a lot of categories slow down. Of course, sales in some things really pick up. but overall, people spend less money this time of year online than they do other parts of the year. Uh, but that leads me into the next point I think we'll make, and that is don't question the opportunity. I'll tell you a little story that kind of helps illustrate this point. I was at church, Just yesterday, actually, had someone come up to me, and I I know this gentleman, but I didn't know who his daughter was, but he told me that I'd had a phone conversation with his daughter about a year and a half ago, like right as we were starting to hear rumors of COVID and things were starting to ramp up, so not quite a year and a half ago, but he said, you know, she called you. She was quite desperate. He told me what she does for work, and I vaguely remember this conversation. I talked to a lot of people. We have a lot of coaching students. And I do a lot of phone calls where I'm giving advice and helping people think through business challenges, that sort of thing. But in this particular case, he said, Hey, my wife credits God for giving her the strength to follow through on the strategies that you shared with her to help her business not only survive, but thrive. And there were a lot of people relying on her. And he said, I just wanted to tell you, thank you. And I said, Hey, have her reach out to me. I'd love to, to connect again. But the simple ideas I shared, and I'm not going to dive into her business model has nothing to do with selling online but it does have to do with using the internet creatively as a tool for connection and communication. Now, why is that important? Because I want to remind you as a listener to this podcast, as a business building warrior who uses the internet creatively to launch and grow income streams, you have a ridiculous advantage over the vast majority of people out there who don't understand and grasp the tools and the resources that we have available to us. I'm not just talking about selling on Amazon or selling on eBay or, you know, learning how to use the internet to launch a website. I'm talking about the whole, the whole spectrum of using the internet creatively. That's the best way I can, I can kind of categorize it. There's a lot of people out there that you said, Hey, how comfortable are you with using the internet creatively to launch or grow income streams? They would look at you cross site They wouldn't know what you're even talking about. They say, hey, the internet is about TikTok and Instagram. What are you talking about? You can't make money on there. I, I, some people do maybe, but you have to build a big website, right? Like they have no clue. So just that basic advice that I gave this young lady completely revolutionized her business model. And her dad was telling me that, Hey, not only did her business maintain and live through COVID, it's actually better than it's ever been because of the very basic things that I told this lady to to investigate and go pursue. And again, I'm not going to dive into a business model, but it wasn't complicated. And I'm guessing that 99% of the people that listen to this podcast would have given pretty similar advice. It seems so basic and obvious to us, but to a lot of people, it doesn't. I say that to remind you that the information you have in your head is valuable far beyond just selling physical products online. You can help people use the internet creatively to build relationships, to build influence, to grow their business, to attract prospects, all kinds of hundreds of different creative uses. So be motivated, be encouraged. You are at the cutting edge of business information and knowledge. As a listener to this show, as a member of our community, as a student of internet-based business, you are on something pretty special. In all of human history, you've heard me say it before, We live in clearly, inarguably the greatest time to ever be alive when it comes to launching and growing businesses because of the greatest tool of communication and connection God ever gave us, the internet. It's available to be used for that. You can also watch cat videos as they play keyboards and you can waste your time entirely on it. It's a great time waster as well, but it's also an incredible tool to craft a message, to get the word out, to attract an audience, to sell products to consult, to sell, to grow, to expand your audience. These are the things that we focus on and talk about around here. So we've covered a couple decent topics so far, I think. Hopefully you're finding this helpful. I'm gonna have some very specific resources for you as well, but let's go back and revisit one that I already hit on briefly. I'm gonna dive just a little deeper into the whole why thing, finding your why. Popular advice, I'm not against it, it's a great book and many people swear by that advice. I love it. I'm not coming against it at all. But I've never found it particularly useful for myself. Again, because I've always kind of known my why. If you don't know your why, it's probably because you just want to get something, you know, you want to get the next nice big toy for yourself. If you've got selfish reasons for what you do, it's going to be pretty shallow. You're going to get burnt out. If you're trying to do it yourself for you, you're going to get burned out over time. That's just a timeless, that's that's nothing new. There's no big scientific discovery that tells us that. That's human nature for thousands and thousands of years. It's a biblical truth. If you make your life about others, that's where you thrive. You surround yourself with others. You serve them well. You build relationships. We're not meant to be alone. We've mentioned that story many times. Adam and Eve in the garden, in Genesis, in the Bible, the first book of the Bible. God created the earth and it was good. And he created the land and the sea and the animals. It was good. It was good. It was good. Then he got to man and man was alone. And he said, that's not good. So he did something a little better and made woman. And now that was good again. And so being alone, it's not good for man to be alone. Isn't just about male female relationships. It's also about we're not made for isolation. If we're in isolation too long, there's something to be said for solitude, relaxation, focus, getting away from it all for periods of time. But if you think that's the solution to happiness and you're going to be alone by yourself, no, that will actually drive you to insanity. Isolation will break you down physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So if you're isolating, that's bad news. You can't build a life that's about others if you're isolating. And I think that's a lot of the damage that this COVID era has done to us is it's isolated a lot of us. You've got to break back out of that like, oh, Jim, I just feel shy now. I I don't know if I can do it. You've got to get over that. It's okay to be an introvert. It's not okay to be shy. It's just not. It's rude. It's unhealthy. It's dangerous. Force yourself to have conversations. Force yourself. If you got to get on Zoom or a phone call as a first step, do it. But then you got to get out and get face to face. That's a lot of the value of the conference that we just had. The Proven Conference in Tampa, by the way, So many people, I'm scrolling through the feedback that we got. It was just good to be around people again. It was good to gather again. The psychological damage of isolating ourselves has been very real. It's a very dangerous thing that that many cultures played with around the world, and it's having an effect, and it's not a good one. So you got to make your life about others. you got to get out there around other people. Your why has to include other people, serving them well. It could be your family. It could be your friends if you're in business, it's your customers. The only way to succeed is to serve them well. That's how you stay in business. If you're not serving them well, and that's part of what I challenge Amazon sellers too, by the way, is it's hard to envision your customers. If you sell on Amazon, you're selling random widgets to strangers. It's kind of hard to envision. Well, actually put a name in a face. If you have to make up a fictional character, you know, that's why I encourage you to involve your kids. If you have kids, have them write Nice notes and draw nice pictures and stick them in the boxes. Maybe it's the Amazon worker. You're just making their day a little better. Maybe it's the picture that ends up all the way at the customer's, in the customer's box when they open it up. What a nice little gift, a drawing from a five-year-old you know, with a little kind note. But that allows you to start to connect. Hey, the, the work I'm doing, this is helping people. I'm adding convenience to their schedule. They don't have the time to go buy these things. So I'm buying them in bulk and sending them out one at a time, helping them. They're, they're glad to pay a premium for the convenience of being able to just grow online, click a couple buttons, and there it shows up on their porch within a couple hours or a couple days. That's what the customers are paying for gladly. And you're helping them and they're grateful for it. How do you know they're grateful? Because they're paying you. Those little green pieces of paper that we call certificates of appreciation around here. That's what money is. It's proof that you served another of God's children very well, to borrow a phrase from, again, from my friend, Daniel Lappin. You know, there's a great quote by one of my favorite pastors I've listened to quite a bit in college, haven't listened to him as much recently, but Chuck Swindoll or Charles Swindoll, and I don't have it in front of me, and it's much longer than the version I'm going to give you, but the basic summation of what he has to say is that life is about 90% your response and 10% what happens to you. What that means is you get to choose how you're going to respond to the circumstances, And that is where life happens, is in your response. Are you going to let it beat you down, as Jim Rohn says? Are you going to focus on the loss? Or are you going to focus on the lesson? That's a very valuable mindset to have, especially, again, as an online seller. I'm going to try to bring many lessons back to online sellers, because most people who listen to this podcast, we sell products online. If you're the kind of person that focuses on the loss, you're going to drive yourself nuts, because the models we teach involve having small losses on a regular basis. You know, we're taught in public schools that failure is a bad, bad thing. You don't want F's on your report card. You don't want to fail in business. The reality is you want to fail. You want to fail often. Now you don't want pricey failures. You want to test small so later you can win big, but those small tests, a lot of them are going to be failures. You're going to test. Now we're going to teach you Using the proven Amazon course strategies, for example, will teach you how to fail as infrequently as possible in your tests. But even the best of us, we go find 10 new products, one or two, maybe three of them are going to be kind of duds. So, okay, we lost $5 there, $10 on that one, and, and maybe $30 on the third one. But on the other seven or eight that we found that are winners, but we're going to make hundreds or thousands of dollars on those. But still there's failures in the mix. You've got to be comfortable with failures. So don't focus on the loss, focus on the lesson. What did I just learn? How can I avoid making this mistake again in the future? If you try to go mistake free, you're not going to make it. You've got to be more open to risk than that. You've got to have a stronger mindset than that. One of the resources that we've begun offering recently, we've got six or seven of these recorded is our mindset Mondays in our Facebook group. Two of our phenomenal coaches, Adam and Emily Brusso, they're a married couple, and they've been through, you may or may not know who they are, but they've been through some pretty tough challenges with their family recently involving, let's just say, the the foster system in the United States, and we'll leave it at that. Those of you who know them well enough have probably heard the story. If you don't, let's just say you can fill in the gaps yourself. But they've been faithfully every Monday going live in our Facebook group, helping people tackle their e-commerce business, specifically leaning towards Amazon selling, but it's applicable to all of us. Having a good mindset, staying focused on the right things, making sure that you're motivated, you're passionate. Anything worth doing is worth doing with passion and energy, going all in. Don't pull your punches, punch hard on everything that you do. And they help you have that good mindset. It's a free resource. It's in our Facebook group. And again, we'll have a link to that in our show notes. But there's about 66,000 approximately members in that group. It's a big group. It's a lot of people. But that's one of the great things you can find, uh, the topic tag, Motivation Mondays. You can find that tag and look through some of those videos. That might help you. Join the discussion. Watch it live and interact if you can. They do it about the same time every Monday morning. And speaking of big groups, you know, it can feel a little impersonal. If you think that hanging out on Facebook is the equivalent of social interaction, it's not. It's, let me think of an analogy. It's about like, you know, putting a little water into a cup and dumping some salt into it and then taking a little sip of it is like visiting the ocean. It's not the same thing. You might have the same impact there for a moment and it might make you want to visit the ocean by doing that but it's not the same. So social media, it has its purpose. It fills a need. It's better than nothing for sure, but it's not the same as truly building relationships and accountability with other people, getting on the phone with them, talking one-on-one with them, doing life with them, and ideally gathering face-to-face, which is again, why we do live events once a year. We have many people saying we should do it twice a year. We're working as hard as we can. And providing those kinds of opportunities. We've actually got a great one. We just started up uh, in Phoenix, Arizona as well. I'll I'll put a link to that, but it's a higher end coaching experience where you come in and you learn everything from A to Z plus some wholesale strategies on top of the replans. It's great. Rich and Shelly Potter are running that. And I'll stick a link to that in the show notes so you can read up on it, but that's not the point of what I'm saying, but you need to be gathering together with other people is what I'm saying. One of the coolest things that happens at our live events, for example, is these mastermind groups form. I talked to people at this latest event that happened just a few weeks ago, as I'm recording this a couple of weeks ago, and people who met at the first or second event we ever hosted. Now we've had nine annual events at this point, but they met at the first or second or third event and they formed this kind of just stand up late in the lobby of the hotel chat and they were making friends. Well, that group got very close and they've done life together. They formed relationships. They get on zoom once a week. They intentionally take trips and vacation together. Those kind of relationships have blossomed out of this group. That's the resource you have available to you. Because remember, there's something very special about a business building warrior. We have some things going on inside our hearts and our heads that the average person on the street may or may not have. And I'll tell you one of them. You've heard me say this before, perhaps if you've listened to the podcast, but if the only thing I know about somebody is that they have a PhD, let's say, I may or may not be impressed. If the only thing I know about them is they come from a big family or a small family, or they got a great SAT score, or they lived in a certain city, or they drive a certain car, you know, that may or may not tell me a whole lot about that person. I may or may not be willing to guess a whole lot more about that person based only on those facts. But however, if you tell me that someone has been running a profitable business for an extended period of time, serving happy customers well, creating transactions, which remember in the Hebrew tradition, a transaction is the beginning of a mutually beneficial lifelong relationship. That's what a transaction is. So they've been doing that for a while, creating these mutually beneficial relationships, serving others well, as evidenced by the money coming in. Now pause, let's make a little sidetrack. Did I just say that the only way to serve someone well is to get paid? No, I did not say that. But I said, if you are getting paid by happy customers, we know for a fact that you are serving well. So put your logic hat on, listen to that again if you have to, if that threw anybody off. But that's all I know about you is that you've served happy customers well for an extended period of time. You are someone worth getting to know. You're someone I wouldn't mind hanging out with. Am I saying that's the only kind of people I want to hang out with? No, that's not what I just said. I said, you're a safe bet. I said, odds are you're a pretty solid person because you've had to figure out how to serve others well without using donations to fund it. It's called a profitable business. That takes a lot of work. It takes a lot of guts. It takes a lot of risk. It takes a lot of skills. It takes a lot of doing stuff you don't want to do because you got to do it, even though you don't want to do it. It takes a lot of that. And those are good people to hang out with. So this community is a very special thing. And The big group, the 66,000 of us in the Facebook group, it's kind of hard to establish sometimes those relationships. You got to hang out for a while to figure out who the people are who are contributing and the people who have a lot of good things to say and good comments and they bring the energy. Well, there's a smaller group. We call it our legends group. The people in there are paying a couple hundred bucks to be there. Happily so. And it's a much smaller group, but it's the very serious business building warriors who are taking the whole idea of selling physical products online with specific focus and emphasis on retail arbitrage strategies and that sort of thing. But there's all kinds of business models in there. That's a smaller, more intimate group. When they get together as a group, it's 150, couple hundred people. Not like our, you know, our bigger meetings can go well over 500. I think the most we ever had was about 700 before COVID. You know, that's a bigger group. It's just, it's easier to get lost in the crowd. The legends, I'll stick a link in the show notes again, like I said, and you can check it out. But it's a smaller, more intimate group, more likely to find and build relationships. There's there's a lot of homeschool families in there. There's a lot of people who just love business, love each other, they love helping solve each other's problems. Uh, weekly, there's something kind of training, get together, that sort of thing. There's an, the intimacy level is just a little higher. It's kind of like going to a church of two hundred instead of going to a church of fifty thousand, right? Like you're gonna get to know people a little faster and find out what you got in common, right? So I just wanted to pass that along. The whole thing about not doing it alone, finding a community, finding an audience. I once heard a great pastor say, you can't find your purpose until you find your people. If you think you're going to find your purpose before you find your people, you're going down the wrong path. The whole thing of like, I'm going to go find myself in the wilderness. No, that's not how you find yourself. You find yourself by finding where you can serve others very, very well. That creates the greatest amount of, fulfillment you can never have. We've all heard it's better to give than to receive. Well, if you're off in the wilderness by yourself, you're not giving anything to anybody. You're just waiting for lightning to strike and a loud voice from heaven to tell you to get back to work, go back to where the people are and actually serve somebody. So I won't go down that path of finding your passion and never work a day in your life. If you're passionate about what you do, like, you know, I'm not going to go down that road right now. You've probably heard me talk on that before find some people to serve and serve them well, and just see where your mindset goes. Test it. It reminds me of the story of the man who went to his pastor and said, I'm going to divorce my wife. I just don't love her anymore. I've got to divorce. I, I have no feelings, literally have no feelings towards her whatsoever. It's over. It's done. I'm just letting you know what I'm doing. And the pastor said, before you do that, just, I want you to do something before, you know, keep the divorce. I'm not telling you to change it, go for it, but I want you to, to do something." just as an experiment as a favor. What I want you to do is I want you to treat your wife as if you actually really were attracted to her. And I want you to treat your wife as if you really were trying to win her heart for a short period of time. It's all a ploy. You're not going to feel it in your heart. I understand that it's over, but just do that for a couple of weeks and then we'll do the divorce thing and we'll counsel you through that and we'll take care of business. But I just want you to do that little experiment and tell me what, tell me what happens. The guy went and he did it and came back a couple weeks later and he said, I don't know what happened to her, but she's a completely different woman. (laughs) I love her. I'm excited about our marriage again. The divorce is off. Well, it wasn't his wife that changed. It was the guy that changed and something came alive inside of him when he started serving. There's a kind of flame that only sparks inside of us when we're giving and serving others. So this is a podcast episode about mindset today. I didn't lose track of my topic. But in order to have a positive mindset, you have to be serving others. Even look at the, the programs that we send people to when they have some kind of challenge, they have some kind of addiction, or you know they're trying to recover from drugs or abuse or something. The final step in the program is always to say, okay, you've come down this road. You've come a long way. You're doing great. Now, here's the hard part. Here's the part that sets you back on it on the proper journey. Here's the part that gets you back into the world again in a healthy way. Turn around and go back and find people who are about to go down the same road and serve them, help them down the road. And the minute you stop doing that, you're probably going to fall back into the old dangerous patterns that you were in before. It's kind of self-serving to serve. (laughs) And if you want to look at it that way, because we were made for that, we can't thrive without it. And there's a long line of people. I won't give you their names, but I've talked to them. I've been doing this 20 years. I've been talking to people about businesses for 20 years. And when they come to me and they say, ah, just kind of burnt out. I'm just, I'm I'm frustrated because I I don't have the excitement for it anymore. I don't have the energy for it. I feel like I'm kind of flailing. Like, what's it all for? I can ask one simple question and they're going to struggle with it. And that is, do you feel connected to the people you're serving? Who are you serving? And they're not going to have good answers to those questions the people who are connected to the people they're serving, who they know who they're serving and they're serving them well, they don't get burnt out because that fuels them and it keeps them excited. So you got to get connected to the people that are fueling that flame, which is the people you're serving in your business and others who are doing the same thing. Don't do this alone. You can't do it alone. Lone wolves simply do not survive. So hopefully I said a few things in here that were of use to you. I've got to tell you that the best resource for me personally, when I start feeling this way, you know, it's been a challenging year and a half. We lost my dad in December, which isn't that long ago. It's the months are starting to stack up, but it still feels like a very recent loss. And I, you know, we miss him every day around here. That was really hard. Probably the most difficult loss of my life to date you know, as I'm thinking through life, how do you get back in it? How do you recover from such a thing? You know, do you just take a few years and feel sorry for yourself and let the world take care of you? Well, there's a mourning period, you know, but it can't last for months or years. It's a period of time and you need to slowly emerge from it. How do you do that? So I'm talking to myself today. I could go back and listen to and read. And a lot of the things that I'm saying, I'd had a very hard time saying at different points over the last year and a half, (laughs) because I just wasn't in a state of mind to say it. So it's good that someone else is willing to say it during those times. And so this is someone else who's coming out of it saying, Hey, if you're sinking into it, things are going in the wrong direction. You're losing motivation. You're not feeling as excited about things as you used to. Hopefully I said some things today that triggered you into a good direction that triggered, sparked some thoughts into your head that get you going in that positive direction. And maybe I'll end this here because this is a business podcast. I just want to remind you. I've got facts and data to back it up when I say now is the best time in human history to be an entrepreneur, specifically the opportunities that are available to us on sites like Amazon, where half of all transactions in the United States are taking place online. It's incredible. It's ridiculous to even ignore the opportunity. So many success stories. If you get into our Facebook group, the big one, again, there'll be a link at silentgym.com slash podcast. You go to the link for today's show notes. You'll see a link to our Facebook group. You can scroll through hundreds of recent success stories. of people here using that platform, they're using our basic training and they're building incredible businesses. In some cases, very rapidly. The podcast episode that came out recently, a guy found a thousand profitable products in five weeks with the training that we, that we provide, like the opportunity is there. The world is beginning to shop online and there's more products needed. Get in the game. The opportunity is huge. The only challenge you have is mindset. I've given you some tools today to hopefully help push you in a direction that's going to get you to a good place. Uh, There's a whole lot more that could be said on this topic. Uh, one of the last actually I, I'm looking at my notes one of the things I did forget to mention we've got a great member of our community who's written a book his name's Roger Morton I'll stick a link to his book it's a book about mindset and it's got some really good stuff in it I really enjoyed reading through that but jump into our Facebook group if you're struggling say something hey i'm i'm struggling with this hard, having a hard time finding motivation go through some of the success stories Scroll through again, hundreds of them tagged. If you look for the topic tag called success, we've got coaching success and then we've got recent success, two different topic tags. Both have dozens and dozens and dozens of recent examples of people who are having small victories or major victories, you know, finally leaving their job, quitting their corporate job, firing their boss, coming home, Wife, family, couple kids, growing a million dollar business, those kind of stories. You don't have to dig too deep in our group to see some very motivating things happening. So hang out in there. Start to build some relationships with those people. Do, form your own mastermind. Get together with them. These are the things that breathe life into your business. They breathe life into you. These are timeless biblical truths. Regardless of your worldview, this stuff just flat out works. Trust me in this. It's not about staying up till four in the morning, sitting behind your glowing keyboard, trying to find that next magic product. That's not the path to success. It's about people. It's about relationships. It's about community. It's about camaraderie, the accountability that comes with being a part of a group like that, where people are asking you questions like, Hey, you told me you were going to find 30 replens this month. How's it going? We're halfway through the month. Where are you at? You need that in your life. We all do. So with that business building warrior, Thanks for hanging with me. Hope you found this one very useful. We have many more great episodes coming up. I've been booking after the conference, I booked multiple great podcast guests. People came up to me and said things like, Well, Jim, you know, I've, I've always been kind of shy. I didn't want to get on the podcast because I, I just don't think my story's worthy. But we've built a $2 million business and we used your course to do it. And I, I probably you know, do you think my story is interesting enough? I'm like, are you kidding me? Where have you been? We want your story. We want to hear from you. Stop being shy. There's no excuse. Even if you're an introvert, that does not mean you get to be shy. Being an introvert means you're thoughtful. Being an introvert means you drain your energy a little bit around other people after a while, but you still like people. But it doesn't mean you're allowed to be shy or hide in a corner. That's not what it means. You've got to learn those skills, force yourself out there. I'm as introvert as introverts get. I force myself to do those uncomfortable things that keep me from being perceived as shy. But when I'm in a group, it drains me. You extroverts, you get in a group, you get fired up, you have more energy at the end of the event than at the beginning. All the introverts were drained. (laughs) That's the difference. But none of us are allowed to be shy. All right, so we'll end it there. God bless you, Business Building Warrior. I'm in your corner. Our team is in your corner. We're here for you. We believe in you. We want you to succeed. We want you to share your success story with us. That motivates us. It never gets old. Not even for me, the guy that's been here since the beginning of this community. Has it ever gotten old seeing success stories pop in? Small wins and big wins alike. We love seeing them. It motivates. It fuels us. Let's do this together. Okay? We'll have another great episode for you again real soon. Thank you for listening to Silent Sales Machine Radio. Visit SilentJim.com for a link to our free newsletter, our free Facebook group, and all of our resources mentioned on today's show.